This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. How can we authentically accept God's invitation to turn away from our sins and turn toward the mercy and grace of Christ? Stay tuned to learn more about Esau McCulley's new book, Lent, The Season of Repentance and Renewal. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Daniel chapter 11, verses 1 through 28. And in the first year of Darius the Mede, I stood to strengthen him and to provide protection for him. Now I will tell you the truth. The angel gives a message to Daniel. Three more kings will arise from Persia, then a fourth king will be unusually rich, more so than all who preceded him. When he has amassed power through his riches, he will stir up everyone against the kingdom of Greece. Then a powerful king will arise, exercising great authority and doing as he pleases. Shortly after his rise to power, his kingdom will be broken up and distributed toward the four winds of the sky, but not to his posterity or with the authority he exercised, for his kingdom will be uprooted and distributed to others besides these. Then the king of the south and one of his subordinates will grow strong. His subordinate will resist him and will rule a kingdom greater than his. After some years have passed, they will form an alliance. Then the daughter of the king of the south will come to the king of the north to make an agreement, but she will not retain her power, nor will he continue in his strength. She, together with the one who brought her, her child, and her benefactor, will all be delivered over at that time. There will arise in his place one from her family line, who will come against their army, and will enter the stronghold of the king of the north, and will move against them successfully. He will also take their gods into captivity to Egypt, along with their cast images and prized utensils of silver and gold. Then he will withdraw for some years from the king of the north. Then the king of the north will advance against the empire of the king of the south, but will withdraw to his own land. His sons will wage war, mustering a large army that will advance like an overflowing river and carrying the battle all the way to the enemy's fortress. Then the king of the south will be enraged and will march out to fight against the king of the north, who will also muster a large army, but that army will be delivered into his hands. When the army is taken away, the king of the south will become arrogant. He will be responsible for the death of thousands and thousands of people, but he will not continue to prevail, for the king of the north will again muster an army, one larger than before. At the end of some years, he will advance with a huge army and enormous supplies. In those times, many will oppose the king of the south. 
Those who are violent among your own people will rise up in confirmation of the vision, but they will falter. Then the king of the north will advance and will build siege bounds and capture a well-fortified city. The forces of the south will not prevail, not even his finest contingents. They will have no strength to prevail. The one advancing against him will do as he pleases, and no one will be able to stand before him. He will prevail in the beautiful land, and its annihilation will be within his power. His intention will be to come with the strength of his entire kingdom, and he will form alliances. He will give the king of the south a daughter in marriage in order to destroy the kingdom, but it will not turn out to his advantage. Then he will turn his attention to the coastal regions and will capture many of them, but a commander will bring his shameful conduct to a halt. In addition, He will make him pay for his shameful conduct. He will then turn his attention to the fortress of his own land, but he will stumble and fall, not to be found again. There will arise after him one who will send out an exactor of tribute to enhance the splendor of the kingdom. But after a few days, he will be destroyed, though not in anger or battle. Then there will arise in his place a despicable person to whom the royal honor has not been rightfully conferred. He will come on the scene in a time of prosperity and will seize the kingdom through deceit. Armies will be suddenly swept away in defeat before him. Both they and a covenant leader will be destroyed. After entering into an alliance with him, he will behave treacherously. He will ascend to power with only a small force. In the time of prosperity, for the most productive areas of the province, he will come and accomplish what neither his fathers nor their fathers accomplished. He will distribute loot, spoils, and property to his followers, and he will devise plans against fortified cities, but not for long. He will rouse his strength and enthusiasm against the king of the south with a large army. The king of the south will wage war with a large and very powerful army, but he will not be able to prevail because of the plans devised against him. Those who share the king's fine food will attempt to destroy him, and his army will be swept away. Many will be killed in battle. These two kings, their minds filled with evil intentions, will trade lies with one another at the same table. But it will not succeed, for there is still an end at the appointed time. Then the king of the north will return to his own land with much property. His mind will be set against the holy covenant. He will take action and then return to his own land. Joel chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Introduction. This is the Lord's message that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. A locust plague foreshadows the day of the Lord. Listen to this, you elders. Pay attention, all inhabitants of the land. Has anything like this ever happened in your whole life or in the lifetime of your ancestors? Tell your children about it. Have your children tell their children and their children the following generation. What the Gazam locust left, the Arbe locust consumed. What the Arbe locust left, the Yelek locust consumed. And what the Yelek locust left, the Hasil locust consumed. Wake up, you drunkards, and weep. Wail, all you wine drinkers because the sweet wine has been taken away from you. For a nation has invaded my land, mighty and without number. Their teeth are lion's teeth. They have the fangs of a lioness. They have destroyed my vines. They have turned my fig trees into mere splinters. They have completely stripped off the bark and thrown it aside. The twigs are stripped bare. A call to lament. Wail like a virgin clothed in sackcloth, lamenting the death of her husband-to-be. No one brings grain offerings or drink offerings to the temple of the Lord anymore. So the priests, those who serve the Lord, are in mourning. The crops of the fields have been destroyed. The ground is in mourning because the grain has perished. The fresh wine has dried up. The olive oil languishes. Be distressed, farmers. Wail, vine dressers, over the wheat and the barley. For the harvest of the field has perished. The vine has dried up. The fig tree languishes. The pomegranate, date, and apple as well. In fact, all the trees of the field have dried up. Indeed, the joy of the people has dried up. Get dressed and lament, you priests. Wail, you who minister at the altar. Come, spend the night in sackcloth 
you servants of my God, because no one brings grain offerings or drink offerings to the temple of your God anymore. Announce a holy fast. Proclaim a sacred assembly. Gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land to the temple of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. How awful that day will be, for the day of the Lord is near. It will come as destruction from the divine destroyer. Our food has been cut off right before our eyes. There is no longer any joy or gladness in the temple of our God. The grains of seed have shriveled beneath their shovels. Storehouses have been decimated and granaries have been torn down because the grain has dried up. Listen to the cattle groan. Their herds of livestock wander around in confusion because they have no pasture. Even the flocks of sheep are suffering. To you, O Lord, I call out for help. For fire has burned up the pastures of the wilderness. Flames have raised all the trees in the fields. Even the wild animals cry out to you. For the riverbeds have dried up. Fire has destroyed the pastures of the wilderness. New Testament reading, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Salutation from Paul and Silvanus and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians, in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanksgiving. We ought to thank God always for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith flourishes more and more, and the love of each one of you all for one another is ever greater. As a result, we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and afflictions you are enduring. Encouragement and Persecution This is evidence of God's righteous judgment to make you worthy of the kingdom of God, for which in fact you are suffering. For it is right for God to repay with affliction those who afflict you, and to you who are being afflicted to give rest together with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. With flaming fire, he will mete out punishment on those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will undergo the penalty of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his strength. When he comes to be glorified among his saints and admired on that day among all who have believed, and you did in fact believe our testimony, and in this regard we pray for you always that our God will make you worthy of his calling and fulfill by his power your every desire for goodness and every work of faith that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you, and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Lord, I pray that you would help us, O oh God, to be a people whose testimony is like that of what Paul was able to boast about with regard to the saints there at Thessalonica, about their love for each other abounding and growing more and more, and that their faith is flourishing and thriving and they're going from glory to glory. God, I pray that that would be our testimony. I pray that our faith commitment to you, O oh God, would be so clear to not only the saints, but to those, O oh God, who are not yet in the number of those who are numbered among the saints, O oh God. And I pray, Lord, these judgment passages are very sobering, O oh God. And I'm just praying for the salvation of people under the sound of my voice, O oh God. I don't want to assume that everybody that listens to get in the word are believers. My hope and my prayer is that there are unbelievers that are listening and that are curious whom you are calling and, and who you are drawing to yourself, God. And I just pray that you, O oh God, would begin to remove the scales from their eyes so that they can see the light of the gospel, that you would change out the stony heart and give them a heart of flesh that beats after the things of God, that seeks to 
do your will, that seeks to fulfill your will. So I pray, oh God, that you would save, save, save with a mighty hand. Those, oh God, who are listening to this podcast who don't know you yet, Lord, I pray that you would save them. Those who are backslidden, I pray you would draw them back. And I do pray, oh God, for revival to take hold, not only in our land, but in this world. God, that you will begin to draw millions upon millions of people unto you, unto salvation. You do not want anyone to perish. You do not take pleasure in the death of those who perish apart from you, God. So I pray that you, oh God, would indeed do what you do best, which is save lives. And you save to the uttermost, oh God. I pray all of this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Every year, the church invites us into a season of repentance and fasting in preparation for Holy Week. Often, though, we experience the Lenten fast as either a mindless ritual or self-improvement program. In his new book, Lent, priest and scholar Esau McCulley introduces the season of Lent, showing us how its prayers and rituals point us not just to our own sinfulness, but also beyond it to our merciful Savior. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off Lent plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code the word that's code t-h-e-w-o-r-d at ivypress.com we pray this time of getting the word with truth table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of god's word but doers share your reflections on these scriptures with us on twitter and instagram using the hashtag get in the word and hashtag truths table saints Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Something to say